Welcome to Law Technology Now with attorney Monica Bay, editor-in-chief of ALM's award-winning law technology news magazine and website. Here's the latest hot topic in the intersection of law and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hi, I'm Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the July edition of Law Technology Now. I have two lights-out great guests today, Stephen Lastris, who is the Director of Library and Knowledge Management at Debevoise and Plimpton, and D. Casey Flaherty, who is Corporate Counsel at Kia Motors America. We're going to talk today about big trends in, in legal technology and how they are affecting lawyers and librarians. And that's a topic the three of us will be pursuing on July 16th at the American Association of Law Libraries. We'll be on a panel that, Steve, help me up here, I think starts at 345 on the 16th. Am I right on that? Correct. 345 to 445 on the 16th of July. And we'll be in lovely Seattle, which makes me very happy, especially in the month of July, because here in New York, it gets rather muggy. So I'm doubly looking forward to it. Let's start by having each of our panelists, if you will, please tell our audience a little bit about you. Let's start with you, Stephen. Uh, well, I'm Steve Lastris. As you said, I'm the director of the Library Knowledge Management for Debevoise and Plimpton. I've been with the firm for about eight years, and I manage all of the library and knowledge management operations at the firm. And a lot of that has to do with technology. So I'm very pleased to be on this panel today. Well, we're delighted to have you. And Casey, tell us a little bit about your job. I'm currently corporate counsel at Kia Motors America. My main area of responsibility is our dealer franchise work, but I've also been pulled in to overseeing uh, electronic discovery. Before coming to Kia about two and a half years ago, I worked at a large law firm. I've been interested in technology. Uh, ever since I started working at a firm and realized uh, just how much time was wasted on inefficient manual processes. And you were the keynote speaker at Legal Tech West Coast and the talk of the show, which we're going to get to momentarily. But before we do, Steve, tell us a little bit about the American Association of Law Libraries, affectionately known as AALL. I've been to a few of the programs in the past, but it's been several years and I'm so looking forward to coming and, and uh, attending and being on our panel. Tell, tell us, tell the audience a little bit who might not be familiar with what that's all about. Sure. So the American Association of Law Libraries is a, an association that's been around for over 100 years. Uh, we've got about 3,000 members comprised of private law librarians, academic law, law librarians, and court librarians. And what the association does, it educates librarians, and, and really this, this annual conference is an opportunity for librarians to really understand and rethink their value. That's actually the theme of the conference, is rethinking your value of ways that we can, be, we, we can better support the practice and business of law. And so a lot of our focus will be on what's happening in the legal industry, uh, and how law librarians can make an impact. And you've been involved with the group for a while. Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Uh, yes, I have actually was just past chair of the Private Law Libraries Group, which is one of the largest groups within the association. Terrific. So let's get to Casey for a second here. Casey, you, you as they say, uh, blew the, the roof off of the place. 
at Legal Tech West Coast, and you're going to talk with with Stephen and I in Seattle about your what you talked about in in Los Angeles. So tell us a little bit about your tech audits and what you're hoping to accomplish with those. Well, what I'm hoping to accomplish is to actually improve the legal profession in a very uh, general way. My belief, and it's been borne out by the results of my audit, is that uh, in general, uh, lawyers are quite deficient in their use of very basic technology, Word, Excel, Outlook, Acrobat. They spend so much of their days on their computers uh, doing work, billing in six-minute increments, uh, and yet they are wildly inefficient uh, because they have no idea uh, how to utilize some of the most rudimentary features built into this software. I don't actually blame the lawyers for this. There's nothing innate uh, about these skills. Uh, Like almost any other skill, they have to be learned, uh, and that means training and practice, and they haven't gotten it anywhere along the line. And the deficit is so extreme uh, that they're not even aware of what they don't know. Uh, So it's not as if they are making a conscious decision to be inefficient. It's that they are are simply uh, ignorant uh, of their options. So how did you come up with the idea to do this audit? And can you tell our listeners who might not be familiar with it exactly what it entails? And it, it, you do it for beauty contests, am I right? Oh, uh, I, I do it for uh, existing counsel and for any counsel uh, who, are, who's lo- who are looking to get uh, work from me. Uh, I developed it based on my time as outside counsel, based on what I did and what I saw. Uh, I. I created a number of mock assignments uh, that call for the use of what I consider to be very basic general skills. Uh, And I currently sit down uh, with the associates, and I only audit associates, uh, and watch them go through these assignments and see how they perform certain tasks. Thankfully, I'm in the process of automating the audit, uh, which I'm then going to make free and offer to other in-house counsel to test their outside counsel. And my, my grand hope is that will put enough pressure on the industry that training will become standard and the audit, the audit will become the relic it should be. Uh, as I say, the, the object of the audit is its own obsolescence. These, these, are the, these are the basics. This, it's not very advanced, and it's a problem that can be solved. Now, in L.A., you, you told us specifically about uh, a couple of the, of the tasks that were given. I think that would help our readers understand a little bit more about it. Tell us about the Excel exercise. Uh, certainly, and if anyone wants to see a video of this, it's now up at Virtual Legal Tech. You can register for free. Uh, and listen to the whole presentation and watch watch the video. But one one example is I, I put up a, a real contract that I inherited when I came to Kia uh, that wasn't formatted properly, uh, which means that when you inserted a provision, you then have to go, go through and manually update 
uh, every section number, paragraph number, as well as every cross-reference. And to do it that way manually takes 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, whereas if you're using things like style and cross-references, this the same 10, 10 minutes can be accomplished in 12 seconds. And you also showed one with, with uh, Excel where where just to to do a minor a minor addition to the list was a similar dynamic of 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 a few seconds versus six or eight minutes if I recall correctly. Yeah, if you're doing if in that one, if you're doing it manually, it takes six minutes. If you're doing it, uh, if you're using the built-in features, it takes ten seconds to accomplish the same goal. But it, it the ratio grows uh, in proportion with the document. So no matter the size of the document, the, the Excel and Word examples, it takes 10 to 12 seconds to make the updates uh, that I demonstrated. The, man, the manual efforts, on the other hand, grow in lockstep with the size of the documents. So as the documents continue to grow, the time required and therefore the time billed to the client grows with it. Good point. Steve, from your perspective and your involvement with AALL and at work, what do you see as some of the top problems that the librarians are facing involving technology? Well, it's interesting, uh, you know, what Casey's mentioning, because we're moving from a print environment to a digital environment, and we're having same, some of the same issues in terms of getting uh, lawyers trained on these new digital platforms, whether it be ebooks social media platforms, extranets, document assembly tools, work product retrieval tools. So there's a lot of technology that are thrown at the lawyers, and we're certainly trying to uh, educate our lawyers about, the, the, you know, about these new tools and how they can become more efficient, uh, in both in terms of the practice of law and the business of law, because we understand clearly that our clients want us to become more efficient. And I think law librarians can certainly play an integral role in the training. We've been doing training on legal research tools for years, decades actually, and certainly now with new tools like Lexis Advance and Westlaw Next, which are the next generation platforms, um, and all of these specialized tools in the knowledge management arena, I think we can play a critical role in making lawyers more efficient users of these tools so that they can provide better work product in a faster, more efficient way. Now, one of the things that I've observed, and I'll be talking about at our panel at AALL, is there really seems to be the proverbial paradigm shift, which is one of the few jargon words I really love. And within the last two years, there seems to be an absolute explosion of lawyers, even the baby boomers, insisting on being able to use their their tablets and their iPhones and their smartphones and wanting to do real work with mobile devices. Ironically, in the past, I know, Casey, you addressed this a little bit, that um, lawyers particularly, and I don't want to stereotype, but perhaps the men more than the women, just because a lot of women get this in school, uh, to take a basic typing class. And, it's, and, and you indicated in your speech that, that, you know, they, that many, many lawyers felt like they would be embarrassed to have to take a typing speech. But do you see any correlation between this explosion of adoption for bring your own device and small devices and people learning to use even the thumb text messaging 
with the greater acceptance for these for the general mobile devices? Well, I I, I see there definitely being greater acceptance, and there certainly is growing facility among lawyers of all ages and, and genders with those devices, which to me goes to show that lawyers are fully capable of of learning uh, these technologies and 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 how to and how to use them. Uh, what what you find with the mobile devices is that their business preferences follow their social preferences. So the things that they learn to do socially, uh, they want to be out somewhere and be able to look something up on Google or be in constant contact with, with, with friends or loved ones. Uh, they translate that to, to the business. I should be able to do similar things uh, at work. The, the functionality that I was referring to, though, is, is there, is no, there is no automatic learning place either in the social or the business world, which are why the programs like that Steve was referring to are so important. Steve, have you seen changes with the popularity of the small devices? A- absolutely. I can tell you that, uh, you know, I've been in this business for 20 years and usually the technology trends we would see bubbling up from the bottom up from associates wanting to adopt certain technologies. We're seeing the partners were the first to, to bring in their, their uh, iPads and other tablets and smartphones. So we're actually seeing partners uh, take the lead on using these devices. And I agree with Casey that, you know, they want to use them for business. And we're doing something very unique. As a matter of fact, tomorrow, we're having a digital resources fair uh, at our main office here in New York where we're inviting our vendors and the librarians will be showcasing uh, about 10 different kiosks showing, uh, you know, different um, uh, products and services that can be used on smartphones and, uh, and tablets so that the lawyers can be more efficient even when they're out of the office and start doing, you know, legal research tasks, um, you know, current awareness tasks, um, and being able to look up primary and secondary law materials uh, with e-books uh, on the go. And that's what we really need to make sure is that our lawyers are just as efficient when they're in the office as when they're at a client site or a court. So really, really important that we start driving the training of technology and the awareness of what is available because many of the vendors are now starting to make available apps that, that make it just more user-friendly, if you will, to use. So I think that the, the training curve might be lessened by adopting some of these new um, you know, smart technologies. And in fact, uh, I think there was a stunning change that came from Thomson Reuters. I believe it was in January or, or February this winter where they came out and did a day long program where they basically said, we're changing our whole persona. We're going to the cloud. We're going we're going to digital first. We're going to be doing mobile devices before we do some of the bigger, the the more traditional formats. And I, I, I believe his name was Mike Sutherland, uh, made a statement that this was right around the time of, uh, right before Legal Tech New York said to the effect of, you know, we expect to be, to no longer be seen, you know, as a, I'm going to badly misquote him, as a, as a information company, we're going to become a mobile company, a technology company, which was pretty dramatic from one of the big three uh, providers. We need to take a quick break to get a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. 
Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. And we are back. We are speaking with Steve Lostris of Deba Voice and Plimpton and D. Casey Flaherty. Casey, I've been meaning to ask you for the longest time, what does the D stand for? I'm a Daniel, just like my father, my grandfather, my son, my cousin. And so using our, our middle names makes family reunions uh, much more navigable. That's a wonderful story. That's just great. We just have a couple minutes left, so I wanted to first remind our listeners that if you will be in Seattle, we sure hope you will stop by and see us at the American Association of Law Libraries meeting, and we will be there on July 16th at 3.45. Come see us. Um, One last question before we wrap up. I would like it if both of you would tell us what do you think for the next year is going to be the most important issue facing researchers and librarians. Uh, Let's start with you, Steve. Uh, In my opinion, I think there's this new Google-like generation of technology tools uh, that are not as precise as some of the tools we have today. But I think with the adoption of mobile devices, they're going to be easier because what we have found is that, you know, the the training that uh, many of our uh, uh, prospective uh, future lawyers are getting are not the same as years ago. So I think the technology has got to be easier in terms of legal research. And we're seeing that some of these mobile apps are really making it far easier because they're graphical instead of Boolean search logic. Uh, it makes it easier to browse and navigate. And in, in actuality, these search engines that some of these tools are using are so sophisticated that they're bringing to bear content that you know a user wouldn't otherwise have thought of looking at. So I think from a research perspective, you're seeing brand new tools, a new generation of tools, Uh, that I think will make uh, lawyers more efficient legal researchers. And Casey, what would your answer be? It would be getting lawyers uh, to stop being so stubborn and ask for help. Uh, Just like my audit, uh, my feeling about uh, librarians is that lawyers underutilize some of the amazing uh, resources at, at their disposal. Uh, in favor of the, I'm a lawyer, I'm smart, and I'm extremely hardworking, I can get this done. Uh, that, that attitude is, is, is one that, that has to change because there's too much work to be done and too few people to do it unless you are leveraging resources like software and like uh, uh, subject matter experts like librarians who can really focus your energies and get you where you need to be much quicker uh, because that's what their that's where their train that's where their training is and that's where their experience is and uh, lawyers inability to ask for help uh, is 
one of one of those deficits that we need to overcome. Well, we certainly have only touched the very, very beginning of a very fascinating topic, and I just can't wait for the panel. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I want to thank both of you. And before we leave, would you both tell our listeners how they can reach out to you, Steve? Uh, they can reach me at S-A-Lastris, L-A-S-T-R-E-S, at DebbaVoice.com. And how about you, Casey? Uh, the easiest way <clears throat> is probably link my profile on LinkedIn, D. Casey Flaherty. If not, you can look up my writings for Law Technology News. There's a it gives my email address, cflaherty at kiausa.com. I so appreciate the plug for your wonderful, wonderful stories on Law Technology News, Casey. And we have uh, one up by Steve Lastus as well. So you can find those all at www.lawtechnologynews.com. As always, I want to give my shout outs and first remind everyone that there are three ways you can listen to Law Technology Now. Our ALM website is, surprise, surprise, lawtechnologynow.com. The Legal Talk Network site is, surprise, surprise, legaltalknetwork.com. And as I always say, because we're so cool, we are on iTunes. In New York, kudos and thanks to David Brown, Vice President and Editor-in-Chief, and my ace producer, Charles Garner. In Denver, producers Amy Thompson and James Palmer. And as always... Even if you're rooting for the AARP Yankees, there is no crying in baseball or technology. We'll see you in August. I'm Monica Bay. Thanks for listening to Law Technology Now, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Monica Bay for our next podcast covering the technology issues affecting the legal profession. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.